Hello, Neil Patel here. Welcome to the Indian Startup Show podcast, episode 15. The financial services industry is changing. It's time for someone come in to save the day. The old ways aren't working. So enter superheroes versus master hackers, the Mumbai edition. So this is an amazing 36-hour hackathon that will superhero punch some awesomeness into fintech. So calling all you Mumbai and Pune's best developers, designers, entrepreneurs, get yourself down to the world-famous Bombay Stock Exchange on the 28th to the 29th of November. Your challenge, should you choose to accept it, is to create the future of banking now. So there's three tracks. There's mobile money, there's merchant payments, and there's customer onboarding. Winners will receive three months of co-working space. Yes, three months, and a fast-track interview for the Barclays Accelerator powered by Textiles. Uh, let me tell you, this is one of the best accelerators in the world. Prizes will also include six lakhs in cash prizes, Apple TV, Euphoria phones, Sony MDR headphones, and more. So we've got partners as well as Microsoft, IBM, Cisco, Salesforce, Foursquare, Citrus Pay, PayU Money, Zone Startups India, Ace Hacker, and many more. So join the battle and go to the website www.heroesvshackers.com uh, there's also hashtag heroesvshackers or call plus 919880112117 so if you have an idea sign up today join a super cool team build something amazing get investment change the world and then you can come on the show and talk about it so it's heroesvshackers.com today I speak with Ferdinand Kiof he's the founder and CEO of Codus Trust Codus Trust provides microfinancing for underprivileged talents to upgrade their coding skills so they can earn more money on freelance portals. They have trained many students in Bangladesh, India and Kenya. So Ferdinand was also a captain of the Danish army. He served as a recovery officer in Iraq after the fall of Saddam Hussein. He pioneered a recovery project with the Allied forces, bringing internet and e-learning to the citizens of the region in which he was stationed. The project was a massive success and inspired him to eventually create Codus Trust. Please enjoy the show. Hello, Ferdinand. Hi, how's it going? It's great, thank you, and you? Yeah, great, thanks. Tell me a little bit about yourself and what you're building at Codus Trust, please. Yeah, so uh, a little bit about myself. I'm originally a political scientist, and I have a background as a reserve officer. Yeah. And um, I've been working a lot of on uh, developing a country's uh, reconstruction. I was, I was in Iraq originally, where we did some ICT projects. Yep. I've always been fond of, uh, of, of bringing connectivity to isolated areas and yep. so i saw what that could do in iraq but uh, since then i've always been thinking of how would it be possible to bring internet connectivity and education to remote areas and in a sustainable way yep. and after iraq i came back to denmark and i started my first company which was an, an it company and because i was a poor entrepreneur i couldn't afford to, to hire developers uh, in in denmark okay. so i had to go online and find freelancers right and from there, I was able to um, to build out a team in in Macedonia and in the in the Philippines and uh, for our IT. So we were in interior design software. Yeah. And um, so at that time, you know, recruiting uh, online freelancers, especially coders, for me it was just you know profiles. Uh, of course, I was looking at the rating and review, but I didn't really think give it much thought about how they came. Yeah. Uh, to become coders, etc. But uh, one day I, I got to hear the story of one of our coders, how he uh, taught himself how to code mm-hmm. uh, using YouTube tutorials. And then just to get some training, he was uh, bidding on uh, freelance projects. Mm-hmm. So that's how he built up his reputation and he ended up working uh, f- for me. So when I heard his story of how he did it by himself, mm-hmm. uh, 
without coming from a rich family, without having you know the traditional access to university degrees, etc., etc. But he had just had an access to an internet cafe where he could essentially teach himself how to code. And I thought like there should be a system for that. There should be you know, an infrastructure that would help the individual uh, freelancer uh, getting uh, access to education and um, improving their performance on the freelance market. Excellent. Um, how long have you been doing this and how many students have you trained up? Yeah, so I, I've been at this for almost uh, three years. Mm-hmm. So the first year uh, I was busy fundraising. Yeah. Uh, and then approximately two years ago, we, we launched in uh, Dhaka, Bangladesh. Mm-hmm. And we're now in in India and Kenya as well. But our main operation is in, in Bangladesh, where we have approximately 40 employees and and approximately 450 students. Excellent. So you're the co-founder. I mean, what's your sort of day-to-day routine then? Obviously, speaking to me on podcasts, but other than that. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, so I'm pretty much trying to uh, make sure that we're, we're on track in the company. So there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of complexity in what we do, everything from from marketing to student onboarding to making sure that our current student operation is on track and then um, building our platform. So, and just in terms of the, the product in itself, uh, there's a lot of technology and a lot of uh, planning and organizing that needs to be done. Okay, so so let's say I live in Bangladesh. I'm a front end developer. I want to learn like back end development. Would would I right. get a loan for that then? Yeah. So the, the most likely scenario uh, for you, if you were living in Bangladesh, uh, is that you would be one of the five hundred thousand registered freelancers, and you would most likely uh, be in the data entry category. All right. Okay. So uh, you would most likely earn between three to four dollars an hour. Wow. Uh, but you would be bidding for projects where there's huge competition. Okay. So the offer to you is that uh, you can focus. Uh, we give you a six-month program where you learn how to code mm-hmm. front-end and some back-end. Mm-hmm. And once you have those skills, you'll be able to bid on projects where you can earn between 8 to $10. Mm-hmm. And uh, either you can pay it up front, mm-hmm. um, the full amount, or you can pay it a uh, small deposit. And then the remaining cost of the education, you can finance that based on your... Uh, increased earnings, earnings on the freelance portals, or you can get a loan. Okay. So we have three models uh, depending on how much uh, how much you you're able to pay up front. Excellent. Um, I mean, how long does it take to get the money then? Yeah. So so the the program is a six month. So yep. in six months, we'll we'll teach you how to do a basic front end mm-hmm. and some PHP uh, back end. Mm-hmm. So that's. With with those kind of skills, uh, you'll be able to bid on approximately approximately forty percent of all f- projects being posted on the freelance sites at the moment. Excellent. How big is the team? Uh, so right now we're uh, we're uh, forty five people, wow. um, and um, we we have a, a huge uh, mentor team. So uh, all our classes has a dedicated mentor, mm-hmm. and then we have a development team building the the, the platform. Mm-hmm. And then we have, uh, of course, uh, finance and legal, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. What's been like the best thing so far at Codas Trust? What's been the highlight so far? Yeah, so actually, I think one of the highlights has been uh, launching uh, uh, a pilot project together with UNDP in the Karai Slum, which is one of the poorest areas in Bangladesh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what we're doing there is that we're trying to create uh, a gateway from the slum 
and then actually take them from the level uh, of where they have never heard of a computer mm -hmm. and then try to bring them to, up to the level of being a data entry. So that is approximately a six to eight month uh, project mm -hmm. or period. That's how long it would take. And then from there, we hope to then bring them from the data entry category to the to the coding category. But seeing uh, the impact and seeing the... like. Seeing a, a slum, which but which is actually a, a very nice place, mm -hmm. and then uh, being able to see how how big of an impact we're able to do in this previously isolated area, I think that has probably been the biggest experience and been the most amazing thing I've ever been a part of. Excellent. Uh, have you been to Bangladesh? Yeah, so I'm there every month, okay. once a one week every month. Cool. How are you finding it? Yeah, so it's it's actually a very beautiful place. Okay. Of course, it's a very busy, very hectic, um, but there's a lot of beauty as well. Excellent. You said you spent time in Iraq. Uh, what specifically were you doing in Iraq? So I was deployed as a reconstruction officer, and and so as a part of my job was to do development projects to to rebuild the local communities. And so we were doing a lot of basic classrooms mm -hmm. uh, because they, they had a, that was one of the biggest problem in the education sector. They didn't have enough classrooms for the kids. Mm -hmm. So there was even communities that built their own schools out of like, clay. And, oh, wow. um, but what I think was the most powerful thing is that we did an ICT project actually funded by both the Danish development fund and the, the British and the US where we, we paid for uh, an internet cafe to provide educational services to all the local teachers and all the the public employees. Must have been so, sorry. Go on. Yeah, so seeing a, an, a community that was literally isolated by Saddam Hussein during the the nineties, and the, of course because of the sanctions, etc., they have not really been in contact with the outside world. Mm -hmm. So, like, just seeing the impact of suddenly having the local population. Being able to to go online and being connected to the rest of the world that was really really powerful as well. It must have been dangerous then. Didn't, I mean, did you see any fighting or anything like that? Uh, yeah. So so I was I was there uh, six months after the war fighting mm -hmm. stopped, but unfortunately um, there was a lot of um, there was a lot of uh, militias and uh, we were that was supported by the neighboring countries. Mm -hmm. So uh, they were essentially um, they they didn't sometimes they were they were attacking us head on, but mm -hmm. uh, most of the times they were planning uh, roadside bombs. Mm -hmm. So looking back, then how would you describe your time in Iraq? Uh, very hot, like it's, it's actually very hot in, <laughs> in Iraq like during it. the summer. Uh, what what is Iraq actually like then? I've never been. Uh, very hot, mm -hmm. and I but the the it's it is a desert, uh, but. I was in the area where the Euphrat and Tigrid, the two big rivers, they right. meet each other, which is biblically known as uh, the Garden of Eden. And and that that area is very, very beautiful. Mm -hmm. And the people there are, are really, really amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, but of course, it's an area that has been had it's, has really been impacted by by the war. Okay. Well, going back to the Codest Trust, then, I believe you said you were coming to India as well. I mean... Uh, how how do you, how do you plan for this? Right. So right now, most of our operation is is in Bangladesh, but we're expanding. Uh, we've been we've been we've been in India for I think half a year now. So we have a small office at an incubator, where we're now rolling out. 
and we're in talks with uh, major partners. Mm -hmm. So among others, a big training uh, institution called Ace Skills. Mm -hmm. So they're they're doing a lot of traditional training in different sectors. Mm -hmm. So we're going to collaborate with them where they provide some of the physical infrastructure and we provide the the basic concept uh, with curriculum, mentors, uh, online platform, etc. Excellent. Where do you see this company in, say, in three or five years' time? Yeah, so our, our vision is to provide student finance for borderless workforce. And I think even in five years' time, we're going to see that the freelance market is, is going to go mainstream. Mm -hmm. One out of two businesses in, in Europe, US, and Australia is going to use freelancers as an augmented workforce. And I think we will see some dramatic things happening. And I, we're going to see that that people from Bangladesh and India, they're going to be as competitive as the labor force in, in let's say, Denmark or UK or, or whatever. And I think that is going gonna, gonna to change a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So it's going to change a lot of industries because the, the price of labor is, is going to go down. And that's, and, but at the same time, that's going to create a huge impact for a country like Bangladesh. Mm -hmm. How's this start up? impacted on your you know your family your social life and relationship and stuff like do you have like time off and stuff like that yeah so so i was i i've been married for a year now and we just got a, a young daughter okay. and uh, of course it's hard to be away from them for a longer period of time but um, um my wife is uh, is doing a great job and we're able to communicate over skype so oh, at least we're able to keep the keep the communication right, last couple of questions uh, what books or blogs do you read yeah, go, of course, I'm, I'm reading TechCrunch and uh, both sides of the table. So those are the typical blocks that I would uh, would be reading. Mm -hmm. But other than that, uh, I'm, I think from my from background as a political science, I I think uh, I was a big fan of Foucault. <laughs> mm -hmm. Excellent. Uh, what's been sort of the reaction to this startup? You know, when you've been pitching it to investors and bankers, etc. Yes, has it been positive. So, so I think uh, right now the there is uh, so the criticism is uh, is namely on what happens when the student uh, drops out, yeah, right. and is this a liable business model? Uh, is it actually working? And I think what we're 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 setting we're set out to prove that your online reputation is very valuable, and you can use that as a collateral and leverage that to to fund your education. And I think we're at just at the the point now where we have enough data to prove that it's working. Yeah. And that as a financing, as an asset class, it, it, it actually works. And it, it is just it's not just for impact investment or for donors. This can actually compete on, on the, the capital market. So I think, um, I think it looks very, uh, it seems like a very bright future for a lot of young people in Bangladesh. Excellent. So, um, any advice for anyone wanting to do a startup? What advice would you give them? Yeah, I think I, one of kind of uh, one of the mistakes that I've been doing is that I haven't gone all in. Mm -hmm. I think the the on I, I think it's important to as fast as possible get to the point where you have the company and the idea, and then you kind of go all in and you just you don't stop until until it works. I think that's probably the the best advice I can give anyone. Mm -hmm. So how do you attract developers? Do you go to them or do they come to you? How does it work marketing wise? Yeah, so right now, uh, eighty eighty percent of all internet traffic in in just in Bangladesh, for example, is is Facebook. Yeah, yeah. So um, Facebook is a very powerful channel to 
to get in contact with potential customers uh, or potential students. And uh, so that's our online channel. And then we are doing partnership with local universities where where uh, they have it as a they can bring Coders Trust into their university as a mm-hmm. franchise package. Yeah. And so in that way, we get in contact with students. So that's that's the offline channel. Excellent. Last question then for people who want to use Coders Trust or get involved, uh, what must they do? Yeah. So so right now um, you can always apply on our website mm-hmm. on sign up. Yep. So that's mostly for um, for people in Bangladesh, India, and Kenya. Mm-hmm. But if you're out there and you think it's a really good idea, we have a pretty cool graduate program, I would say, okay. where we bring people to Copenhagen for a month, Wow! Uh, give them a basic training. So these are mostly business graduates. And then they go four months to Dhaka, okay. where they're part of the operation. And then after Dhaka, they go to India or Kenya. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, the we we normally send them to to a new market. So we're right. looking to open up in in different areas uh, such as Palestine, Kosovo, and Poland. So um, so there's huge opportunities as well if you're a business graduate and you want to see the world in a in a different way than just backpacking and seeing yeah. <laughs> boring boring Museums. temples in the in Asia. <laughs> Excellent. Sounds like a lot of fun. That uh, thank you very much for coming on the show, Fernando. Much appreciated. You're welcome. Thank, Thank you very much for having me. Thank you now. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Thanks. So that's Ferdinand. And if you'd like to know more, you can go to the website, codastrust.com. That's the end of the show. And if you liked it, please leave a rating and review of the show. Just search for the Indian Startup Show on iTunes. You can email the show via the indianstartupshow.com website. Thank you for listening and goodbye.